Happy Sunday, Marie. Happy Sunday, Diane. How are you? I'm wonderful. How you doing? I am fantastic. How does it feel to be a year older? <laughs> the, wow. big, the big six five. It's Lord have mercy. <laughs> <laughs> I lived 65 years. I can't believe it. You know? I, I can imagine. Yes. I was telling somebody that one time I was trying to get um, senior services in D.C., and uh, the lady said, you know, she asked me all these questions. And she said, wait, I have just one question for you. I said, what's that? How old are you? And I said, I was 64 at the time. So I said, I'm 64. So she said, you sound younger. And I said, yeah, 64 on the outside, 25 in the inside. So. <laughs> 25 times three. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. So, yeah, so I'm just, it's a blessing, you know, I, um, so I, my friend Michelle, uh, who was in an accident with me, she reminded me this year, it was, it was the first year I didn't think about the accident, it was March 1st, I think she texted me like March 1st, so, yeah, I think it was March 1st, and she said, um, 11 years ago, we were in a hospital fighting for our lives. Mm. Wow. Wow, and I was thinking, wow. So, 11 years ago, I was in a hospital fighting for my life. Isn't that something? And people were praying and fighting in prayer with me. Mm. And so, time can change everything, you know. Don't don't count people out, right? Don't count people out, because I tell people, some of the people who visit me are gone on. You know, they they transition, and I'm still here. So. So it's a blessing. I'm 65. I, I still feel in my heart, I still feel young. Um, you know, my body says something different with different aches and pains every day. But um, but my heart and my soul, I still feel very young. I still feel still excited about life and ideas. And um, I still feel excited. <laughs> and so you know, what we learned is we learned that you can still feel that same level of excitement in your 90s. Wow, yes. One of my friends is uh eighty-nine and um and she well she actually she she asked me to be her godmother. <laughs> oh, recently? <laughs> oh no, she, yeah, she probably ten years ago I met her and uh she asked me to be our godmother. So she was probably seventy nine and I was fifty five. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and so now she's um she'll be ninety this year and so um so I called and checked on my daughter and she introduced me as her godmother. And I and I called and check on my daughter, and so she, wow. And so she said, Diane, the reason I asked you to be my godmother, because first I don't want an old godmother, and then secondly, the God is in the word. It's in the it's in this thing that I'm using for you. I said, okay. So, but she's she's 89, and she still has the humor of a 25 year old or 15 year old. And so, um, and still, like I called her the other day, she was still, you know, still like fun, like have fun. We sing on the phone. We have fun on the phone. She tells me a lot of stories. Because she, cause she was, she finished college before I was born. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. So. So, Diane, who are we, who are we going to speak with today? Her name is Pat. Uh, this is Pat McGill. Um, she uh, used to go to church with me years ago, but um, she is uh, a 77-year-old sickle cell anemia survivor or thriver. Um, 
and she lives in Houston, Texas. She used to live up here in the in Maryland, but um, she's in Texas. And okay. so, um, mm-hmm. I think I sent her. I think I was calling her cell phone. We were, I'm sure I was because most people have a cell phone or have a home phone. So wait for her to come in. And her last name is McGill, M-C-G-I-L-L? Correct. And, okay. and I just thought about it. Do you have to have the app on your phone to go into this or it just goes, it just clicks you right in? Because I forgot to tell her to add the app. I think you do have to have the app. Okay. So maybe that's our problem. Maybe I didn't tell her that. But it's okay. Um, we'll wait and see what happens. She is in the house with a lot of young people. So we'll see what happens. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So for my so for my birthday, turning sixty five, this also monumental in that um, you know I'm officially Medicare uh, eligible. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is so funny. That is like <laughs> the milestone of the friends, century. When we talk about, you know, I meet with people who are like the same age or friends of mine. That's what they talk. We talk about what plan you're going to get A, B, C, D. You know, I was thinking we really oh we're sitting around here talking about Medicare, but. Um, <laughs> But I got mine because I read about it and then I actually got an agent. You know, I did something online. You know, you do online, a million people will call you. Mm-hmm. And so I actually uh, got an agent and she did it. Uh, I think I did it last year, but I couldn't use the card until January 3rd of this year first or something. So, so did you pay for that agent or is that agent being paid by the agencies that she's recommending? She's like a broker. I think she's like a broker, like you're saying, because um, she, yeah, I just found her online because I'm in D.C. They had to find a person, first of all, who was licensed in D.C. and also knew all the plans that fit into D.C. Mm-hmm. So she's getting paid by the insurance agent that she connects you with. Oh, OK. That's how it works. I'm, I'm making that assumption. She's getting paid some kind of way. Oh, yeah, that's what I'm sure, because she. um she asked me to pass her name on to other folks in DC. Right. And, and so, yeah, you're probably right. She's probably, um, they probably was some type, she probably bought it some type of online system. Mm-hmm. And then they direct her to, you know, to people in that area for to her. Cause I think I started talking to someone before and they weren't licensed for DC. And so, and, um, and so they had to give me someone license for this. See, then I got her and then she we went over the different plans and what I wanted and what she recommended. And then we came up with a, a, a plan for me. But then ever since then, I've been getting so many other companies saying that I can get a better plan. But I haven't I haven't done it because I was thinking it was enough just getting on this plan. Right. Hey, Pat. Hi. How you doing? I'm OK. Sorry I'm late. <laughs> That's okay. This is my cousin, uh, Marie, uh, Maria Richardson. This is uh, Pat McGill. Um, Maria and I have been doing, I think this is our 21st uh, podcast. It is. Hi, Pat. Hi, how are you? I am great, thank you. How are you doing today? Lovely, just lovely. Good. Yeah, I was just talking to Maria about uh, turning 65 and making sure my Medicare and everything was, you know. Correct. <laughs> um, uh, when is your birthday? March seventh. Oh, okay. I know you're in March also. I am. It's going to be on Wednesday. Oh, happy early birthday! Well, thank you. Yes, happy birthday. What's that date? The seventeenth. The seventeenth. Saint Patrick's Day. 
Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. I went to a pet's 70th birthday party yes. in Houston, Texas. Oh, okay. Yes. Great. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, Pat, you and Marie and I have something in common. Um, we've all lived in Hampton, Virginia before. Ah. Mm-hmm. Marie lives there now. She was born, raised there, not born there. And I went to school there and you went to school there. And I think all of your children went to Hampton all too, didn't they? Oh, okay. All three of them. <laughs> and so is, is Houston home for you? Yes, it is. I was okay. What's it like? uh, born and raised here. What's it like there now with all the storms and everything? Well, um, it, it seems over the last few years kind of chaotic in terms of the weather and stuff happening but you know we trudge along and do what we always do and it works out it's worked out well Mm -hmm. now for me I have been I I, I have to tell you Marie that I have a very very special father and I act like my sister told me that I'm his only child Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I don't care what happens he takes really good care of me. And I say that to say that when it floods, not my house. When okay. it, um, uh, when we've had tornadoes, not my house. When anything like that happens, I'm not the one. So this latest thing, which was the big storm, uh, which was an anomaly, a real anomaly in Houston. We don't have that kind of stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. Freezing pipes and all of that. So the first night, it was it was Valentine's Day, and I have I lived with my daughter now since Christmas, this past Christmas. And she and her husband had a getaway. And, we, you know, they were never not here. And the kids were here. Uh, two, a uh, 14-year-old and a 17-year-old. You know, and me. We did okay. Uh, mm-hmm. But he is very, 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 very close to the kids. And this is um, second marriage for him. So they are my children's, my daughter's stepchildren. And Mm -hmm. the lights went out. And the the part that's really important about that is I'm on oxygen 24-7. Oh. Yeah, that is on a machine. So that's a very, um, you know, big thing. And a woman... um, who worked at the oxygen company practically had to beat me into getting emergency oxygen, which lasts 12 hours. And it was in the garage. So we kind of anticipated we might be out of lights, but it wasn't, you know, like a big thing. The lights went out. Um, Marcus got the emergency oxygen on and I was here for 10 hours 
before they came back. <laughs> oh, wow. So now you have no no lights. And because I have three kids and they all live in Houston, I went to another kid's house and stayed for four or five days. He never lost lights or water. Okay. You see what I mean? It's like every time these things happen, they don't happen to me. <laughs> so you're protected. I am protected because I am a spoiled child. <laughs> I, I am a fabulous, fabulous father. Yeah, and I try to talk to other people about him, but you know, some get it, some don't. <laughs> why do you think you uh, why do you think that you and God have this relationship you you when he opens up his wallet you're the first picture people Uh, see that's right and in fact I tell people (laughs) that my picture is on his refrigerator (laughs) (laughs) it just is and it it, it always has (laughs) why that's an excellent question um okay so and 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 I I don't know why Diane as soon as you I got off the phone with you I thought about my mother mm-hmm. and my mother was a stone cold christian boy I mean <laughs> but not one of those church ladies that was at the church running stuff she in my memory didn't even go that much you know her religion was between she and God and she was a fabulous example and every time my mother had a need God filled it and Mm. she had a really good spirit about that and that's what you know she was that model and whenever something you know something I needed God showed up and so I have chosen you know a a life verse and it's Romans 8 28 and that has I mean just always come to pass all things work together for good all things whenever something happens Inconvenient though it may be, painful though it may be, it works together for my good. And um, that's uh, me and the Lord, like I said, she was a a wonderful example. And when she didn't go to church, she sent us. We went to the little Baptist church across the street. And... um, Went to Sunday school and, you know, had some good teachers and were told the stories in the Bible. Did I study? Did I read it? No, never did. Never, never did. Until Columbia. And I was an adult, had kids, and came to Martin Luther King. Because, as you have said, Martin Luther King was a... Bible-believing, studying church. 
and I I recognize that men are not all all over. They just some are and some are not. And and my relationship only got richer um, with you know with studying his work. And it and it continues to be. Hmm. Marie, tell me something about you. <laughs> well, uh, like Diane said, I grew up here in um, Hampton, Virginia area. I have uh, one son who is grown. I live with him now. Um, I moved to Charlotte, North Carolina for about 10 years. And so I'm still working. I have about five more years to go before I can retire. Uh, I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> and what do you do? Uh, I'm a purchasing manager for uh, the shipyard here. Okay. So I work from home. I've been working from home for about a year, which is fabulous. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're right. I see, I see no reason to go back. <laughs> so what do you think is going to happen about that? You know, I'm waiting to see. Yeah, you know, I'm thinking that I'm giving it maybe about another month to see what happens with the variants. That's that's a concern to me. So, I, you know, I know we have the vaccines. I know people are getting vaccinated. But I really would like to see how those vaccines are going to work on the variants that are here that, you know, they haven't talked a whole lot about. So I would probably say, you know, in about a month, we'll know that, you know, if those vaccines are going to work. Um, and do, will you have an option? You do have, yeah, yeah. For the for the company that I work for, we have an option. The reason we have an option is because, um, you know, we build ships for the Navy, and the government, the Navy, is giving, uh, you know, military the option, right? So they're not making people take it. So you don't have to take it. The vac, vac the vaccine. So that's a good thing. Do you have an option about whether you go back or not? Yet to be determined, right? So right now we know we'll be out through the end of June, uh, and I think it will just depend on how things look in June. You know, if indeed you know, everybody can go and get vaccinated, and you get vaccinated, you may not have much of an option. But we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. I, I mean, still I'm on the countdown, though. Either way. <laughs> Either way, so when I hear Diane talk about 65, I'm like, oh, Lord, please let me get there, please. <laughs> keep, keep waking up, yeah. everybody, girlfriend. You'll get there. And it'll be Amen. good. Yeah. You'll be there. How did I get you yes, this quick? <laughs> yes. I'm already feeling that way, so... <laughs> Well, Pat, Pat has been a, a survivor of um, sickle cell, a thriver, yeah, and a champion for how many years were you diagnosed with sickle cell? Well, you know, I'm born with it, but I was a child, mm -hmm. and you know, being diagnosed, I mean, you know, I kept getting sick and stuff, and um, and and so, as, like I said, I was a child, and and this suffering and had crisis and that kind of stuff and the most was at 13 I learned that sickle cell patients don't live very long 
and 30 was kind of it. So to be 13 and think you're only going to live to be 30, it does have an impact. <laughs> and mm-hmm. I kind of decided I wanted to, you know, just do things. I wanted to be regular. That was really important to me. And I, I, I pretty much was. And the wildest kinds of things I would do would take would be risky things with my health, like going out in the rain without proper covering. And sickle cell patients shouldn't get very cold. It shouldn't get very hot. And you know things like that. But generally, I just kept moving. And to my lovely surprise, on my thirtieth—not surprise, but on my thirtieth birthday. I was eight months pregnant. Oh. So, 30 had a different look for me. But mm-hmm. because I expected not to live that long, I planned to live well. Wow. Whatever time I had, I wanted to live well. And that included not being regretful. Oh, man, I wish I had done that. I wish I had said that. I wish I had gone there. I tried to do things, you know, that I wanted and that were productive for me. And not to have a bad attitude about life or people or incidents, which is where the Romans 828 came in. You know, everything I'm doing has made me who I am. And God's done a very interesting job. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And and for somebody who, you know, is supposed to be dead at 30, don't have any kids because sickle cell will kill you and them. I mean, there's so many things. I have three kids. None of them have sickle cell. Thank God. (laughs) And um, they have the trait because that's all they could get, but it's never seemed to have impacted me. And so the older I get, I asked my hematologist just last week, what's the oldest um, sickle cell patient she's ever come in contact with um, and, you know, dealt with? Her father had sickle cell um, and then some forms of sickle cell. The worst form is SS, and that's the one I have. And she told me, she said, you're it. You're the oldest one I've ever dealt with, Uh, and she's African. Um, That has sickle cell. So I I say sickle cell was a blessing. A lot of interesting things have happened to me in my lifetime because I have sickle cell. (laughs) A lot of people I've met, and I think it has made a huge difference in my attitude. Like, every day I wake up is a gift. Amen. And, mm-hmm. and I try to treat it like that. And, and, and as an as a, um, outcome of that, it really is. You know, I just, I just have a wonderful wonderful life you know and 
God has given me this gift and said, okay, go see what you can do with it. Hmm. So far, you've been doing pretty good. <laughs> All right. So, having having sickle cell right now, what are some of the things that uh, you you're experiencing because of sickle cell? Okay, well, I told you I was on oxygen, but I'm on oxygen twenty four seven. I mean, okay. if I take my shirt off, I have to take you know the cannula off. I can tell the difference. So. You know, I'm I'm very, very attached to that. And I I had to have um both of my hips replaced because I am um when, when you have sickle cell, your oxygen level is low and as a consequence your your bone marrow uh, replacement is is more difficult and okay um, as a as a consequence I have raging osteoporosis um, my back is, is very curved my I'm very fragile. I'm small. I weigh a hundred pounds, and um, I'm very. And and I used to be five three. I'm now four nine. Uh, so I have uh, shrunk, and because of. Okay, so one of the things that it's doing now is I. Blood clots in my lungs, and as a result of the blood clots in my lungs, it makes gives my heart some challenges. Um, so yeah, a few things going on, and so when I I, I wear out real easy, if I like take a shower and get dressed, I am I pretty much had a workout. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, um, so I don't, I don't go out really. And, and in fact, the pandemic has just been fabulous for me. <laughs> Put everybody else in your boat, right? Everybody's saying it. I mean, it. everybody's doing what I'm doing. <laughs> people are doing stuff like developing podcasts. <laughs> that's, mm-hmm. that. that's right. <laughs> And I've been able to stay more, and I've gotten involved in stuff, you know, like Bible studies in my church, and just a lot of good things. But the way I feel, I sleep probably more, you know. But uh, I've uh, uh, and and it's every day is a different day, and generally pretty busy generally pretty busy but physically yeah I have a few challenges 
I was I, when I called you and invited you in. I said that you, your sister, would call me and said, "Diane, pray for my sister Pat because she's not feeling well. She's just been hospitalized." And I said, when I called you, I said, "You have more lives than about fifty cats." <laughs> so, <laughs> so what, what, what do you think has sustained you all these years? Uh, you know, you told me you were seventy-seven with sickle cell. I never met a seventy-seven-year-old sickle cell survivor or thriver. What do you think are some of the things to help just, and also I've never seen you sad. I'm sure you have sad days like we all do, but you always are laughing and happy. And when I called you, your voice sound excited just to hear my voice. Yes, I was. <laughs> it's a treat. Um, people are like a bouquet of flowers to me. Man, you know, they just, they bring such joy. And, and I think really think that I am here for a reason that I'm doing. And joy is a part of it. I mean, my father gives me joy every day. And I am very grateful. I think gratitude is something that we should celebrate more often. You know, um, so many good things happen to all of us every time we wake up. It was a miracle. <laughs> That's right. And and so, and part of it is the, a decision. I decide mm. I am not going to be sad. And if you call me and I said, "Hi, Diane, how you doing?" <laughs> you gotta know Pat's an awful sick I'm real sick <laughs> outside of that and okay so when 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 I, I, I think I told you that I was got sick in December I was in the mm -hmm. hospital for six days and then I, I come and move in with Olivia which has been fabulous I mean I, I, I told her the other day when she bought me some dinner, I said, Megan Markle doesn't have anything on me because I'm rugged. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, these people have just been fabulous. <laughs> and, and Beautiful. Bought me right. In fact, have, I tell everybody this. They gave up their master bedroom. Wow. Beautiful. And it's a very nice size master bedroom. So mm -hmm. for my one bedroom apartment, my dining, my little small dining room table with four chairs and my dresser and side tables and couch, they're all in the room. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, with, so you know, funny. with a fabulous bathroom. And 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 they funny. sleep in the dining room that my son in law put up two walls for and a door. Wow. Wow. I now you know that's royal treatment. Amen. And yeah. I'm I'm just I'm living in the lap of luxury. <laughs> and when I say that is wonderful. Me mad because now <laughs> They're all around every day. 
Now, I know we don't get engaged that mm-hmm. much because I'm busy. You know, <laughs> and they got jobs and schools and stuff. But um, to have somebody there, it's just been, it's been wonderful. And so I think you have a choice with your attitude. Yes, and your joy. So if mm-hmm. you choose to be joyful, that is what you will get. Wow. And I believe it and I practice it. You know, I, I thought it's so interesting that, you know, you were able to sound like people sound when they're depressed and sad. You, you know how to put yes. that voice on, right? So so you're right. It is a choice and you're choosing not to do that, right? So you did say something about you keep busy every day. So how do you, you keep busy every day? What are some of the things that, you know, you're doing every day um, okay so part of what has helped me really be a survivor especially these last 15 years is nutrition the way I eat and the nutrients that I take well the nutrients that I take come from a company that I work with um, it's, it, they, they take their nutrients through a multi-level marketing uh, system and so I have clients and I make money you know I pay for all of my stuff and 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 my giving is quite enhanced by you know what I make from the company because that's my dream really at this stage in life I've been everywhere I wanted to go and done pretty much everything I wanted Mm -hmm. to do but I want to die broke. <laughs> I want to give okay. as much as I can to, to the kinds of things that I want to give to, like Campion University. <laughs> so Hampton is way high okay. on my list. Of course, my church. But Hampton's very mm-hmm. high on my list because I tell people all the time that I want Hampton to be there when my great, great, great grandkids come along. Wow. And okay. one of the ways that we can do that is to help support it now. And so I talk to people about that. So um, I do I do Zooms. Um, part of it is with the company. I check on people. I... Um, I read on my Kindle, um, you know, not as much as I like, but I'm always, I, I, I find that when I am not busy, I'm like, what's wrong? <laughs> what happened? Um, but I was always that way. I mean, I always had something, something going. So um, I did work with the sorority um, um, but not so much I don't do that so much and I was um, on a board for a um, local uh, black theater and so I you know actually one of the things I do most I think is to try to encourage people in a cause mm-hmm. um, um, 
in the word. Church is a big thing for me. I do probably four Zooms a week with church. Um, And it's just, I mean, you know, it's always something new. So every day I have um, a standing, generally, standing activity. Except maybe Fridays. And I like it that way because I do need one day. Why? Mm-hmm. Uh, Sundays are very, very busy. Sundays start at 8.30 in the morning. Mm-hmm. They're usually over by about 5.30 because at 5 o'clock I do a, a prayer Zoom with the Sickle Cell Association. And I try to show up on okay. that just to show my 77-year-old face. Because that, I think, is encouraging. So sickle cell is something that cannot be cured once you have it. And there have been some rare, rare, very expensive things where they have done almost like a total bone marrow uh, transplant. You know, with small kids. And uh, so a couple mm-hmm. of things. Uh, in fact, 60 Minutes uh, did a show um, sometime probably this year where this 20-some-year-old uh, woman uh, was, had this special, you know, treatment and she no longer had sickle cell. Wow. Yeah, so mm-hmm. things are coming along the way. And I, I, um, you know, I brought them uh, for that because it is devastating. I have to tell you this one story, God. My daughter um, has a friend um, that uh, actually she works for. And she had a baby who has sickle cell. She hasn't had any incidents incidences and actually we started on some of our nutrition and um i think that's making a major difference makes a major difference with me and she and her husband are doing um hmm, what's the thing you you do to have a baby Lamaze, yeah, intro, yeah. the oh, fertilization, in vitro. Yeah, in vitro. yeah. So they are doing in vitro to choose the cells that uh, the next baby has, so that wow. it won't have sickle cell. And when it is born, they are taking the placenta to do a transplant with the other one so that she won't have it. Wow. wow. <laughs> I almost don't even understand the concept. <laughs> Isn't that interesting? And the, the baby they have is about 18 months. 
So she's still young enough, you know, for them. To, but they are going through some loops okay. to make sure those kids don't have sickle cell because it is a lifetime of hospitals and illnesses and all kinds of things. You know what? I don't. I don't think that we. I don't hear a lot about sickle cell. I mean, not really in my like in the last couple of years. I haven't heard a lot about sickle cell. Well, you know what? I I'm finding, which I is sad to say, uh, the the population seems to be dying off younger. Mm. I already know in my you know little making things happen about five people who are dead I mean it, I mean really they're not lasting even to teenagehood so I, I don't know and it, it's maybe not making as much of a news thing as it used to but it's still pretty deadly mm-hmm. So tell us a little bit about the nutrition that you're talking about. Um, one of the things that uh, I'm dealing with is um, this guy's name is Dr. Joel Wallach. And um, he did, he was a veterinarian uh, who did a lot of um, research. And his research said that humans and animals require the same nutrients and that if they get them, they don't get certain diseases. So uh, they have eliminated 900 different diseases in animals, but not humans. I mean, they, they, they haven't crossed over. Well, he, he has. He's, he figured that out. So he and, and when he realized that you could cure things with nutrition, and he went to, uh, I have to tell you this little story real quick, um, uh, cystic fibrosis, which was the Jerry Lewis telethon thing, mm-hmm. um, raising money for the kids, and it was mostly kids that had cystic fibrosis. And he... Uh, Dr. Wallace um, developed a cure for it, went to Keyshawn, China, and cured a whole village of kids who had uh, cystic fibrosis, came back and said to Jerry Lewis, we have a cure for cystic fibrosis. And Jerry Mm -hmm. Lewis was so excited that he got all of the evidence, got all of the went to the society and the doctors and they fired him. <laughs> I believe we it. are not doing that mm-hmm. anymore. If you because it was Jerry Lewis. There Jerry Lewis was making it what it was. Mm. They have a cure. But there's no money mm. in it. Right. And they squashed it. So that's part of me what makes me really believe in him so when I talked to him in 2009 
and he gave me a protocol for sickle cell. And man, I have not had a sickle cell crisis since. Okay. Now, I had a whole lot of stuff happen. But it wasn't the sickle cell crisis. I've had blood transfusions and all of that. So, um, I do the nutrition. And um, a lot of good things started happening to me. First place, I my hot flashes totally disappeared in about eight or nine days. That was driving me crazy. And the floaters mm-hmm. in my eyes disappeared and the stigmatisms did. And my blood count went up. And um, just a lot of good things started happening. And I kept doing it. And one of the things, uh, it was about what you're eating and so I am gluten-free, um, no wheat, barley, rye, or oats. I, even, in, um, in, even in the packaged foods and stuff like that, I read labels. If it's got wheat in it, I'm not doing that. And um, I, I take uh, a drink uh, called Z-Radical. And some others, you know, liquid calcium and all of this. I do quite a bit, but I got quite a few problems, too. Okay. It works, and I am blessed to, one, know about it, and two, able to afford it, because that's often a problem for people, you know, that they don't see I mean, they, 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 they just can't, you know. Um, and and it, ser- it has served me well, and it's been 17 years. Wow, okay. And thanks for sharing that. I am glad to share it. Thank you for the opportunity. <laughs> Another thing that we talked about that... Um, I was telling you that when I had we Marie and I had John Bland on, who you and I went to Bible study with years ago, um, that John said that the reason that they started the church in Columbia, one of the the goals was to make a biblically literate yes. congregation. And so you told me that you read the you have read the Bible through how many times? At least twenty five times, twenty five years. Wow. <sighs> From cover to cover, every year. And it's easy to do. <laughs> it is if you're if you're consistent. Yes. If you're consistent and you have a plan to be consistent. And you know what? Um, I don't. I know you guys know about this. U version. It's an app on um, on your phone or your computer, and mm-hmm. it has a number of one year plans to read the Bible. So what it has done, it, and in fact, when I started back in the day, there was a physical Bible that was divided into 365 days. And so mm-hmm. you just read that day. So if you missed a couple of days, then you know how to catch up. And right. um, that's how I really got started. So now with technology, I'm getting lazier. With the U version, um, it has a 
um, kind of the devotional before it has the Psalms, the Proverbs, the Old Testament, and the New Testament every day. And it reads it to me. <laughs> yes, I listen to it sometimes. What do you think of feeding on God's word every day for all these years? How, what do you think that's done to your body, mind, and spirit? It has helped me know and stand where I stand. See, you know, winds blow here and there. I wonder if this is the right. I mean, everybody's doing it. Mm, yeah. Well, my standard is the word. So if, if, if whatever we're talking about isn't supported, or as I like to think, if Jesus was standing there watching me, would I do this? And if no, then it's not a good thing to do. Now nah, that doesn't mean I haven't. <laughs> Sometimes I'm like, turn your back, Jesus, turn your back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. But that's my <laughs> And that having uh, read it every day keeps me reminded. He is the standard and not your next door neighbor. Amen. Yes. Amen. Well, uh, one of the things about Pat that I, I put on a text to Marie for introduce that you sold me my first house in Columbia, Maryland. About I don't know if you remember that. You sold me my first yes, house. Yes, I do remember. <laughs> <laughs> I love that business. <laughs> so you, so you've had your hands in a lot of things. What is the, what's one of the sort of professions you've had? I considered myself a professional mother. <laughs> wow. Okay. I really mm. put my heart in that job. And um, it has served me well. I have three lovely children who like their mother. <laughs> it's wonderful. Blessing. A blessing. Yes, Oh, okay. So the, I mean, one one of one of which has given up her bedroom uh, to her mother. <laughs> I mean, is, that is wonderful, and it was his idea. Oh, that's well, great! I mean, that is great. You okay, so as, 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 as in, in all of my storytelling, I didn't tell you what I did for work. <laughs> Okay. I had been a special education teacher for 37 years. Wow. I And I loved it. Um, mm -hmm. One of the things that I loved about it was that I never looked for a job. <laughs> you know, right. when I walked in the door, they're like, oh, my God, we're glad you're here. Yes, I didn't know you were special. I knew it was a teacher, but I didn't know you were special education. Education. And it always was. I mean, from the beginning, I never did anything else but special ed. Uh, because I felt like 
they needed people who loved them and who wanted to work with them and make their lives better and uh, it turned out really well that turned out really well too because I took the Lord with me I went in my classroom Mm -hmm. and put oil on and prayed (laughs) and and it was different. I ended up being the um, the department chairperson for special ed, which was the person who did all the government uh, paperwork and you know set up things for for the department because there were like two hundred and fifty special ed kids in this high school of like. 1500 so that was that was quite a job and 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 one of the things that I think was different when I was there was um, the dip the, the, the feeling about special ed you know these are not throwaway people you know, um, in fact, I'm special because I have a learning disability and all three of my children do. So special ed does not necessarily mean changing your diapers at 20. Special ed is a broad spectrum. And and, mm-hmm. and a lot of people feel like they're not doing well when, when you just teach them a different way. They get it. And um, right. that's, that's what we, uh, and, and that was the, the thing we did, and it, it, it also worked out well. Worked out well. I've forgotten all about that. Isn't that funny? I have a big, a big chunk of my life. <laughs> 37 years. <laughs> <laughs> Depends on what you talk, what you think is important. After a while, I, 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 in fact, I was saying that to my little helper. I have a a young lady that comes in. Um, in fact, let me ask you guys this. Uh, she comes in five days a week, and from what I gather, Uh has not been necessarily exposed to the Lord. And she was talking to me about reincarnation. And so, I'm, I, I, what do you? She's twenty years old. What do you? What do you say to people like that? <laughs> what would you have said? To what did she say about reincarnation? She didn't know what she thought about it, and that it could happen. But I, I, I got the sense that she didn't have any opinions on any of that. She might, she might just be, uh, you probably ask her what questions, you know. I think that most people yeah. are searching. If she, and so if she's searching and if she, you can help her, you know, um, you know, she believes in reincarnation. You know, we don't, we know in part, so we don't know what all happens, you know, when you leave here and do you come back. You know, one time I was showing my little niece, she was about five, I was showing her that movie with with um with Whitney Houston and Whitney Houston sang that song uh 
I forgot the name of the movie. She sang that song by Richard Smallwood in the movie. I love the Lord. And it was a mm. preacher. She was the, uh, the preacher's wife. It was the preacher's wife. So, you know, my niece watched a little bit of it. She was about six or seven. And so one of the things from the movie said, the reason he came to heaven, he was glad he came to earth, Denzel Washington. He was glad to be on earth because there's a long line to get down here. You have to get a long line in heaven to get to, yeah. to earth. I think he was an angel. And so one day I, we were talking and she said, Auntie, you know it's a long line for you to go back to heaven to get back down here. Wow. So you got to be good. So I was thinking, what are you talking <laughs> So that's reincarnation to her. Yeah. She picked up on that. She didn't, I don't think she watched the old movie. So, you know, I think that we know in part. So I don't, I, I don't really oh, want to come back after no. I leave. Just <laughs> oh, no. Ain't going to be mad when I'm gone. So I think just ask more questions. She's probably searching. And um, I think that everybody who comes into our presence now, you know, even before, but now that we are more, your sister said to me one time, there are no chance meetings. Right. And so when people come into your, and then, and, and the crazy thing, your sister and I joined Martha King Community really? Church the same day. And yes, we joined the same day. And that's what she told me, uh, Reverend Green, to take the, everybody who joined out to dinner at Columbia Mall. And she turned to me that day and she said, Diane, there are no chance meetings. It's not a chance that you and I are wow. joined the church the same day. And so I think that that long lady who's in your presence, uh, she is searching and looking. So, you know, drop some knowledge. You know, drop some understanding. Because so many young people now, to me, I don't even know how they make it without a relationship with God. I don't know how they do this. This is a hard place. And their lives are even more difficult. So. That's why I feel that she there's no chance meeting. She's she's mm-hmm. there helping you and taking and servicing you because you're supposed to be dropping knowledge. You say you want to leave you want to leave broke, but I tell people I want to leave um Yes. You know, I want everything that God has deposited I like to be, you yeah. know, you know, it's nothing. I want to leave spent. And so don't you yeah. know, she's there, love on her and you know, spend some spend some knowledge Fantastic. on a girl. <laughs> You know, I think that there must have been a reason why she felt comfortable even broaching a subject like that with mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. Typically, a subject that people would be open to talking about because you know people have judgments about right. that type of thing, right? right. You know, I guess you, you can tell her what you think and what you know and what you believe and why you believe those mm-hmm. things, and then she'll have just another source of reference mm-hmm. of information. I just got to the point in my life where, you know, I've heard and studied so many different things that, you know, I think it's incumbent upon each person to do that and for us to help them along the way, but not that they have to believe exactly the way we believe. We're all individuals. But, But you need enough information to make a decision, I guess. Yeah. Right, so she must have felt comfortable enough for something that she yeah. heard from you, seen in you, to 
something in your room, in your house or wherever that she thought, well, maybe this is a good person to talk to some of these things I may not be able to talk to other people about, right? So that may be a, a you know, like Diane said, not a chance meeting, but something that's, you know, divine. I will think about that when she comes back and, and treat it like that. Yeah. Yes. And do it, and always, you know, you already know this because you, this is who you are. Do it from love, you know. Do it from yeah. uh, not judgmental or, you know, trying to beat your beliefs into her, but do it like from a love. Because I think there's so many young people, you know, we grew up in communities, but we were in communities. You know, people, you knew your next door neighbor, you knew the people across the street. You know, you know when I went to visit my cousins Maria when I was. She took me over to her friend's house across the street, the Dowlings or the, you know, and so we knew each other. Mm-hmm. The kids are now yeah. growing up in communities where they don't know people. You know, they don't have a, this village. Um, you know, um, my cousin's friends became my friends, you know, as I got, you know, in, you know, the Jenkins. And so kids now don't have it. So she sees, like Marisa, she sees something in you. That she just probably wants to, she might just be asking us just to scratch the conversation because she knows you're spiritual. And maybe the only thing she knows mm-hmm. about it is incarnation. You know, but she knows that you're spiritual. And so she's trying to connect with you. Because she, you know, if you work with people closely, you know, I was in the hospital for a lot of months. And people uh, used to ask me, Are you a first lady? Mm-hmm. Are you a preacher's wife? Are you uh, a missionary? I said, Why are you asking me that? <laughs> so, what is that about? And I think yes. they must have sensed something in getting that, cl- in getting that close to me. There's something, but they the only thing they might know was a missionary or, mm-hmm. a, 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 you know, a pastor's wife or something. They knew I, but they knew I was spiritual. Um, and they might not know anything about church or you know religion. You know, so we assume a lot. But some people ain't never read a word in the Bible. Amen. You know, <laughs> they don't. <laughs> they don't know any, they don't know Jesus they heard of you know they they do Christmas and yeah, Easter but they right. do it because you get new clothes and go, yeah. go to people's house and eat you know or go out to dinner you know but they really don't have a you know some people don't have a clue you know like you don't know you probably don't right. know who Cardi B is <laughs> they don't know who they, <laughs> they don't know who you Matthew is or Joseph yeah. or you know Mary, you know. <laughs> so don't assume, you know, she's just trying to she might just be trying to you to just get a spiritual conversation with you, don't that we? And follow you know. suit. Those are great ideas, I appreciate mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Well, um, oh, well, okay. you know, I'm gonna let you go. It's almost an hour, so it's over an hour. But I know you got another date with your okay. uh, with your uh, grandson. I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> You're not leaving the house, so it's easy. <laughs> a date is a date, girl. In, That's in this, in right. the year of COVID nineteen. <laughs> This was a treat. <laughs> and Pat, it was really a, a pleasure uh, talking with you and, and hearing your story. It was wonderful. being able to share it. Thanks for allowing me. Nice to meet you too, Marie. <laughs> All right. Okay, guys. Have a rest of the day. 
All right. Thank, thank you so much. Bye-bye. Thanks, Okay, thanks, Pat. Bye-bye.